Good evening. I wanted to uh, to talk more about uh, and think more about the subject that uh, that Jean talked about last week. One of the subjects, um, uh, desire, suffering, liberation. Those are um, are foundations of Buddha's teaching and and uh, looking at the cause and effect of uh, desire, suffering, and, and then the fruit of our practice, liberation. Uh, in the discussion <clears throat> last week, uh, Sandra brought up that, uh, that maybe all of our desire is spiritual desire. And um, and and I I I I wanted to go with that a little bit. You know, I heard uh, on 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 uh, the radio today uh, an interview with Paul McCartney, and he said in the early fame of the Beatles. They were quite involved with um, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and uh, the kind of great desires of the '60s. And uh, and they had fun, and it caused some difficulty. And uh, and they found, in the midst of all this they found a spiritual teacher. They became quite involved with meditation, transcendental meditation with uh, Maharishi Mahashyogi. They went with him to uh, India for a while. Um, and Paul McCartney, who, who uh, will be turning 80 years old, I can't believe it. Uh, he says he's he's got a good band now. Uh, maybe he didn't think the Beatles were good enough, but he says at age 80, he's got a good band. But he also says he meditates every day uh, still. Um, and uh, that he found that period, that, uh, that um, uh, first turning towards meditation and spiritual life back in the 60s. It, it entered his body in, in a deep way. These are, those are my terms. Um, and that he's still, he's still meditating at age 80. Uh, and uh, so, so they're out of, out of desire for sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Uh, he realized a spiritual desire that was um, met uh, by his 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 practice, his spiritual practice. So uh, I, I just uh, uh, that was right, uh, right. What I, 
right up my alley, right? Right, uh, what I was, what I was thinking about today. Um, uh, Carlos Castaneda in the sixties uh, wrote uh, that spiritual practice starts when we imagine our own deaths. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, he, Carlos Castaneda, Carlos Castaneda, I think is a debunked spiritual teacher, but uh, I think that's a pretty good line. Uh, and, and maybe I would say that, um, that when we're looking at, at kind of the edges of, of our reality, when we're, when we're trying to get the whole, the whole breadth of what is our reality, and, and to get to the whole breadth, we travel to the edges of this reality. Maybe, maybe that helps us turn towards spiritual practice, you know, and, and, and look, look, look at this, uh, you know, we've got uh, a global warming certainly is pointing us towards the possible edge of our, of our life, the edge of our life as we know it on the planet. Uh, look at the global pandemic of COVID that um, has shown us the vulnerability of us humans. So this, we're certainly right now in a, a great time of exploring the farthest edges of, of, um, of our existence, of, of reality, of looking at reality. And uh, so, so I think, uh, I think I might say that um, to be able to paraphrase uh, Carlos Castaneda, uh, when, when whatever happens in our life that turns us to look at a larger view, a different perspective, um, uh, a lot. I think Gene in in a lecture talked about a a larger perspective, uh, and I think that's a great term for for this um, turning towards spiritual practice, turning towards a spiritual life. Is whatever in our life points us to a larger perspective, a larger view. That's when we start our spiritual searching, our spiritual life. Um, and uh, one thing about this expanded view is generally it doesn't have uh, the, the I, the me, the ego as its, as its center, as it's, uh, is, 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 is what's having the perspective 
the larger perspective uh, uh, kind of minimizes the ego and embraces uh, a perspective, a different perspective, maybe an, a more inclusive perspective. I think that's also a key feature in what makes us turn towards uh, towards spiritual practice. Um, you know, when when we think about uh, our death in the way that Carlos Castaneda described, it's kind of you know what what is it without me in the middle? Uh, what is it without me in the middle? Or or when or when we look at uh, at um, uh, growing global warming and more and more climate catastrophes and and uh, mass migrations of of people and and other other beings, uh, the the ego, the the I, the me is not in the center. It's it's a bigger as I've said over and over again, it's a bigger perspective, a different perspective, a more inclusive perspective. So I think uh, that's part of this, this larger view, this bigger self is the minimizing the ego and uh, taking a more inclusive view, a more inclusive perspective. Um, so what are other things that expand our views? And, and uh, last night, the Awakening Together group reading um, Mindful of Race by Ruth King. Ruth King talked about, about um, art. And I, I think art... Uh, either as an artist or as a an appreciator of art, um, gives us a more ex gives us an expanded view. Um, it um, nourishes us and uh, makes us feel bigger, makes us feel more connected. Um, uh, you know, a poet might negotiate her day with saying, um, uh, how can I communicate the reality of this in a poem? Or a painter might say, how can I, how can I communicate this reality um, in, a, in a painting? And, uh, and it's not, uh, it's not generally from the perspective of the small self. It's uh, this communication that connects. How can I, how can I show the, the, the vastness of this view, even if I'm painting just this landscape or just this, um, just this uh, vase of flowers on the table? Um, or how can I how can I write a poem about um, about uh, just my day uh, going to the store or or 
raising children. Um, so, uh, so this an artist's view um, can give us a bigger perspective. Um, and uh, Ruth King uh, said that actually, and uh, she she wasn't limiting it to the fine arts. Um, you know, any creative act. You know, uh, uh, our woodworking might uh, put us in a uh, bigger perspective of the, of the world. Our cooking, our music. Uh, we talked a lot last night about music in our lives, um, and 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 Ruth King talked about uh, music as well. Um, our music really connects us to to the whole world. Um, and uh, so, uh, so any creative endeavor expands our view, connects us with uh, the, uh, all beings, with the myriad things. Um, and uh, Liz pointed out last night this, this line that Ruth King wrote. Um, Make whatever you do simple or profound ceremonies of love and well-being. So, uh, so, so with this, um, with this negotiating our lives with this bigger view of being connected, of being intimate, um, a view that's that's inclusive and not just the view of the ego that uh, uh, is, is much narrower. So the, the Buddha called this expanded view, um, this inclusive view, uh, this bigger self, he called it uh, bodhicitta, uh, awakened mind and heart, Japanese bodaishin, the shin, the chitta is, um, is mind or heart. Um, and generally that great, that great um, uh, connection of mind and heart, the great unity, that's the word I wanted, of mind and heart, um, uh, uh, Ruth King and, uh, talked about um, the, the way the heart sees the world. Um, that's that great um, connection of unity of mind and heart, not just thinking about the world, not just planning and maneuvering, but also the way the heart sees it. Um, the heart, uh, our connecting organ, the heart that, that, uh, that uh, wants to, to uh, love the whole world. That, uh, that's, that's the shin, that's the chitta of bodhis, bodhicitta. And 
Bodhi is um, awakened or enlightened or um, uh, Pema, Pema Chodron. I, I read this, uh, uh, an article that, that she wrote on bodhicitta. She says that bodhi can also mean completely open, wide open. So this bodhicitta is wide open mind and heart, completely open mind and heart, enlightened mind, enlightened mind and heart. All, all of those things, uh, uh, wide open. Um, and that's this expanded view that, uh, that, that comes out of our spiritual desire, looking for the edges, looking for the totality of the, the, the world that we live in. Um, sometimes, sometimes bodhicitta is just described as, as that very first minute that we sort of have this bigger view or like, I, I'm kind of interested in spiritual practice. Uh, uh, maybe I, I've heard that meditation is helpful. Maybe I'll, I'll see uh, uh, what's going on in meditation in this community. Sometimes bodhicitta is, 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 is described as just that first, that first kind of precious moment uh, and, and it's called the, the aspiration for um, enlightenment, the aspiration to be completely open. Um, but but, uh, but we also can, can look at a bodhicitta as something that we open, that, uh, that we realize again and again. Um, uh, Dogen especially didn't like this idea that um, that first there's an a, an aspiration, and then with some kind of meditation practice we might um, uh, we might have uh, enlightenment. He didn't like that before and after kind of concept. And in fact, in in the Genjo Koan, um, he writes. Um, he writes, when you first seek Dharma, you imagine that you are far from its environs, but the Dharma has already been completely transmitted and you are immediately your original self. So that's the Dogen that we know. That's the Dogen that, that uh, that uh, he, he said similar things over and over again. Uh, we don't have this good idea that we follow up on and, uh, and later uh, we might have um, an awakening. Uh, uh, Dogen says that very first moment that, uh, that you've, had, you've got that expanded view without, um, without not the ego's view, but the, the inclusive perspective. That very first moment is the whole works. Uh, that's um, the flower, the fruit of, of our spiritual uh, practice. Right there from the very beginning, 
And of course, our job is to, to nurture um, uh, bodhicitta, the wide open heart and mind, um, uh, to be curious about it. You know, once we, once we see it, to get to know it. Um, uh, Pema, Pema says, you know, we're never, we're never separated from it. And uh, that must be, uh, that must be uh, 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 this great excitement right from the beginning. Uh, it's like uh, realizing you've got a birthmark, you know, on your back that you've never seen before. You mean that's been there all the time? I've never noticed that. Um, so this bodhicitta that Dogen describes, that the Buddha describes, that Pema Chodron writes about, uh, is, is there all the time. It's always been there. And, uh, and uh, we get that first glimpse maybe with those, those uh, spiritual desires that we were talking about, or maybe the Beatles, you know, uh, I'm beat, you know, this isn't, this isn't good for, uh, I can't write songs, you know, in the middle of, uh, you know, sex and drugs and rock and roll. Um, uh, and, and they, uh, they kind of uh, realize their enlightened nature. It's been there all along. Uh, and we nurture that um, in, in, in our practice. We are curious about it. Um, we, uh, we bring it up. We realize that, you know, we're, sometimes we think we're stepping into new situations all the time. Um, like, uh, like uh, it's so frustrating that we, um, that, uh, we can't pass a uh, climate change plan in the United States. Um, and how do I step into that frustration? And, uh, and we might remember, we might remember uh, our wide open heart and mind. It, it, that's the tool I'll use. Um, I don't have any answers yet but I'm willing to stand in the middle of it with this wide open heart and mind uh, in the way that I first uh, was able to sit for 40 minutes at the Zen Center um, uh, with this wide open curiosity, this willingness to do whatever is needed. So, uh, so, uh, so it's, it's, it's not just that first moment, that first aspiration for enlightenment, but we, we uh, remember this over and over again, just like can the poet ever not look at the world um, without thinking how to communicate uh, this reality? Um, can we ever negotiate our world, whether it's the world of global warming, or the world of, of working out difficulties with our loved ones. Can we ever do that without, um, without this uh, 
wide open heart and mind that we know so well. And we know it with our, with our practice, with our, um, with our meditation practice, um, that, um, that sitting not with the ego, but with myriad things, with all beings, and, and, and really knowing our, our uh, intimate connection with all things, really knowing that this original self that Dogen talks about, um, um, uh, Dharma is already correctly transmitted and you are immediately your original self. This original self that we meet uh, every time we sit on the cushion um, is negotiating all aspects of our life um, over and over again, bringing it up over and over again. So P Pema, in her, in her article, says that uh, we know and we become confident in our Bodhi mind through our meditation. And we nurture it through, uh, through the, the four uh, remarkable, remarkable uh, minds uh, through our loving kindness, through our compassion, uh, through our sympathetic joy. In her article, she just writes joy. And, uh, and uh, I, I like that too. Just, just working on, you know, may I be joyful. May I approach this with, with joy. May I step out of the house right now with joy. So with our joy or sympathetic joy, and with our equanimity, and and uh, and, and that's uh, we're back again to uh, equanimity. This this mind that um, that that is wide open, but uh, isn't reactive, doesn't resort to the habits of being angry or frustrated, but just stays wide open. And Ruth King says that this this equanimity. Um, uh, is the heart's view? Um, uh, can can I can I step out of this house right now with uh, uh, viewing the world with my heart? Can I can I drive to the store um, viewing the world with my with my heart? Um, so uh, and and. And uh, we, we, we know intuitively that this wide open heart and mind, um, you know, is connected to compassion and loving kindness and joy and equanimity. How, how, could, how, could, it, how could it not? Uh, how, with this heart wide open, how can we not um, experience those four immeasurable uh, minds, those four miracle minds, those four indescribable minds um, uh, that, that, that nurture uh, our, our completely open, our wide open heart 
again and again. So, uh, um, as we as we meet day after day, our frustrations with the politics, with our fears about um, the edges of our existence. Um, I, 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 most, most of the news I've seen over, over the last few days is showing the incredible starvation in Madagascar that they're saying is the first uh, climate-related starvation event. Um, so uh, seeing, seeing all of that unfold is again and again, can we meet that anew with uh, this uh, wide open heart and mind? May this practice help us meet again and again our original say our original self and may we have the incredible indescribable remarkable minds endlessly beings are numberless i vow to save them delusions are inexhaustible i vow to end them Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it.